Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Parent Q Live with myself, Carlos Whitaker, and my great co-host, Kristen Ivey. How are you today? Great. Good to be here. Uh, hey, it's good. I'm glad that you're here as well, because <laughs> we are going to be talking to a friend of ours, and uh, her name is Kara Powell. And what I loved about my conversation with Kara is she's so down to earth. She's so practical, but she's so intelligent. Right. And... Um, she, she's the executive director of the Fuller Youth Institute, uh, but also a faculty member at Fuller Theological Seminary. So, you know, we've got a faculty member at a seminary that we're going to be talking about today and talking to today. Uh, but Kristen, why don't you tell us what we're going to be talking to Kara about today? We're talking to Kara about one of our favorite principles at Parent Q. Yeah. Um, if you have, if you're tuning in for the first time or you haven't been with us for very long, we have five things we love to talk about. And one of those is this idea of widen the circle, yes. um, which is really a concept that came about through Reggie Joyner and Carrie Newhoff in their book, Parenting Beyond Your Capacity. Mm. And widen the circle is just our way of saying, hey, your kids need more than you, you know? I mean, you're not Go figure. enough. Yeah. As much as as parents, we would like to sometimes be enough or be all that our kids need. Um, our kids really need us and some other influences. So part of our job as a parent is to go find those influences and help surround our kids um, with some other adults in their life. Uh, absolutely. You know, looking at your kid, uh, I know for me, um, they're now at the age where it, I am desperate to widen that circle. You know, my kids are 13, 10, 13, and 14. And um, I'm t- I can tell that the influence needs to get bigger around them. And so uh, I love in my conversation with Kara, don't tune out if, if you just think that, oh, I just got, I have older kids or I have younger kids, so I don't need to widen their circles. No. I mean, wouldn't yeah, you say it's true? You, you got to make sure that their yeah. circles are wide from birth to 18. Absolutely. And in the younger years, you know, it maybe is just family members or, mm. you know, there's, it's neighbors. It's, uh, you have a little bit more maybe um, natural control over yeah. who those people are. Yeah. Um, but you still have to be intentional about reminding those adults that they're important to your kids or setting them up to win or yeah. carving out intentional time um, for them to have with your child. So definitely all ages. Now, before we hop into the interview with Kara, Kristen, I just, I'm really enjoying playing games with you. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, really, I'm so good at them, yes, right? Yes, because you're, you're incredible. Uh, <laughs> the last game on the last podcast, um, you were incredible at half the game. If you haven't heard that podcast, you'll have to go back and listen to it. Um, this one, I'm I'm thinking you're going to be good at the the whole game. Oh, I hope I can be good <laughs> yes. at the whole game. So th- this this is going to be the 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 game. Okay, we're calling it five second summaries. Okay. And in front of us, uh, we have three note cards each. Yes. You have three note cards. In I front have three of you, note cards. And I have three note cards in front of me. Can't turn them over yet. Nope. That's what nope. they said. And um, our trusty producer Karen has written three movie titles, one per card. Okay. And we are going to have five seconds. You're going to flip the card over and you're going to read the movie title. And in five seconds, you're going to have to give me a five-second summary of the movie, and I'm going to try to guess what the movie is. It's All right. Simple. Okay. It's that simple. So we're going to have a timer. You guys are going to hear a little, ah, and um, just, <laughs> what are they? What are they going to hear again, Carlos? <laughs> they're going to hear, if you want to hear it in slow motion, it's gonna sound just like that and that means that the timer is up and we've got to um we've got to guess at that point great okay so you've got five seconds mi amiga to uh once you flip that card over 
to get to to get me to the movie to okay? get you to guess the now, movie. Now, now again, okay. we've not All seen right. these movies. We don't we don't know. I hope oh, I hope well, I've watched the movie. Yes, yes, but we don't know what the, what they're on the cards. Like right, we're, no. we're blind right now. We're okay. flying blind. All right. Okay. So I just hope I turn it over and I know the movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ready? Am I going? Who's going? You're going to go first. I'm going first. All right. So yeah, uh-huh. turn this over. Yep. And get you to guess the movie within five seconds. Oh, the pressure's on. Three, two, one. Flip it. I am a fighter, and I'm in New York City. Okay. Wait, that's... A fighter in New York City. New York City? Right? (laughs) I don't know of any boxing fighters in New York City. But if if wrong city, if, if it's the wrong city, I'm assuming that it's Rocky. It's Rocky. Okay. <laughs> and is he not New York? Where is he? No, he's actually in Philly. But but it's fine. It's, that's that's just fine. You knew he was a boxer. I knew he was a boxer. Yes. So that's great. We're, we're you're oh. one for one. That that's amazing. You're one for one. Um, okay, so it's my turn now, right? Yeah, it's my turn. So um, I guessed that one, and you did a great job in five seconds. <laughs> Um, and, uh, it takes about three seconds to read the movie. It, well, especially since they didn't see this, but you flipped yours upside down. It was upside down. And so it took about a second and a half for you to get it right back in your brain to register everything that was happening. So my turn. Okay, here we go. Ready, set, go. Um, there's a DeLorean. It goes 88 miles an hour. Back to the future. Yes. That was a good one. All right. Back to the future. It is. Great. Okay. Here he goes. This happened a long time ago in a big stadium, and I'm a fighter, and animals have to fight animals in front of the emperor. No. Okay, so we've got fighting again. Oh, in stadiums. Fighter in, like a boxer in a stadium? No, wait, did you say an emperor? I think you said an emperor. Did you say an emperor? I did, but it was the wrong word. (laughs) Okay, so gladiator? Gladiator. Yes, all right. (laughs) We're there, we are there. Hey. Karen, off off the mic. I want to tell you that these are some great movies that you've picked over here. So, okay, it's my turn. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask. Is this right side up? Okay, okay. Here we go. Three. Two, you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one, go. So you got lots of balloons and um. Uh, th- yes. 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 Good. That was good. My kids just watched that movie, oh, and did. my five year old turned to me after the first like opening scene and just goes. That was sad. Uh, was it? <laughs> like, so it was. Sad. It was so sad. Oh, oh, you're so good at this. All right. Yeah, I, I want to let one. everybody know that that Kristen was a little nervous. She wasn't going to know any of these movies. But you, so far, so, so good. So far, so good. Yeah, right, so far, so good. Here, Here go. goes another one, Carlos. My heart will go on, and the boat is sinking, and my lover is Titanic. drowning. Titanic. <laughs> Titanic. I, you know what? After my heart will go on. I had no idea what you were talking about. You didn't really. No. <laughs> that was just the first uh, yeah. words that jumped uh, into my head. Was it, is that in the movie somewhere? The song. Oh. Neil Celine Dion. Clark. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Got it. Okay. Awesome. Three, two, one. Here we go. Um, Elliot. Elliot. <laughs> E.T. <laughs> <laughs> the voice. <laughs> Your voice was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, you know <laughs> what's funny is I use I don't think I've made I've done that voice since I was like 10, but I used to make <laughs> I used to do the ET voice and it just came out of me. That was a moment. Thank you for choosing that movie in particular. <laughs> the the look of shock and awe on your face when it when the first 
help came out. Ellie. And you're like, what is he doing? They needed to choose you as a voiceover actor <laughs> oh, for. Oh, man. Yeah. That was good. That was good. <laughs> Um, okay, that was a fun, that was a fun Anyone game. in Hollywood looking for an extraterrestrial Any, voiceover, you have talent right here. Just look me up. Um, God, Wilson, <laughs> think of what the game is going to talk about. Can be E.T. if you have a sequel. So, oh, man. That, that, well, that was a fun game. Uh, thanks for playing. We are going to now move on into our interview, my interview that I did with Kara Powell. Guys, I hope you enjoy it. And here it is. All right, Kara, thanks for hanging out with us here on the Parent Q Live podcast. Uh, we're hanging out with Kara Powell, who is in Pasadena, California, as I am in Nashville, Tennessee. Kara uh, works with the Fuller Youth Institute, and she also is a family strategist at Orange. Um, what in the world, Kara, does a family strategist mean? I mean, that sounds that sounds really complicated and incredible all in one uh, statement. What, what, is it, what, what does it look like for you to work alongside Orange? As soon as I read Think Orange, as soon as I spent time with Reggie Joyner, Kristen Ivey, and other Orange leaders, it quickly became apparent that it would be great for our two ministries to work together. So, um, so I'm just honored to have this role as youth and family strategist. And what that means is I spend a handful of days a year brainstorming with the Orange team, speaking at Orange events, um, just dreaming about how we can help young people develop the faith that they need and how we can equip parents for what I think is one of the hardest jobs on the planet. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my three kids, <laughs> but and my job at Fuller, it's, a, it's decently complicated, but it is a piece of chocolate cake compared to parenting <laughs> my kids. So, um, so I, I'm excited to even have this conversation and get into some oh, really yeah. practical ideas for parents. Yeah, no, I, I love it. We were talking just a little bit earlier. Um, we, we actually, you and myself are kind of in the same phase of parenting right now. I've got a 14 year old, a 12 year old and a 10 year old. Uh, and I feel like they turn into completely different creatures on a daily basis. Like one, one day I want to build a statue of them in my front yard. And the next day I want to put them in the statue in the front yard. <laughs> totally. and, and, and so t- tell us just, just for a second, a little bit about your kids and kind of yep. where boys, girls, what ages? Yep. So Nathan is 16 and he's driving now. And yeah, Carlos, that's a whole new world. I got to say, I, I love that he has more independence as does he, but I do miss that conversation time in the car with him. So, so every weekend, especially I try to figure out how to connect with him, take him out for coffee or yogurt. Um, Krista, our 14 year old, she's a lot like me. She's She's just got a lot of ideas. She's teachers have yeah. always called her verbal. You know, she's one of those oh. kinds of kids. And Jessica, our 10-year-old, is this creative, more introverted kid who loves oh, to yeah. read, loves, loves nature, loves being outside. So three very different kids. Um, and I love them and like them all. So yeah, that's great. That's great. That's great. To, you know, I love that you even said that because we can love our kids, but there are times where it's hard to like our kids. And um, yeah, and we I, almost have to do that on purpose, right? Yeah. And I think I try to, I try to even communicate that to my kids that not just, not only do I love them, but that I really like them. Cause I think they yeah. kind of expect us as parents to love them. Um, but you know, I try to say, I really like you. I like spending time with you. I mean, you're right. Every once in a while, Oh, it gets a little challenging as a parent, but, <laughs> sure. but I look for those opportunities to to authentically, wholeheartedly say, you're just one of my favorite people on the planet. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's great. Um, you know, I, I think in order for us to adequately love our kids, 
Um, and to adequately like our kids, it's it obviously one of the main points at Orange. Strat- Strategy is not necessarily the wrong word, but underlying principles at yeah. Orange is that is that we need more than just us yeah. to raise our kids, right? Yeah. We we need we need more than just you know husband and wife, or if you're a single mom or a single, you, you, we know we can't do this by ourselves. And so one of the things we love to say at Orange is we love to widen the circle. Um, and this month on the podcast, that's really where we're leaning into is what does it look like to widen the circle? And so I'd love to ask you just a couple questions about what that looks like. First of all, like has Kara ever had a moment where you realized, oh my gosh, I'm not enough. Um, I need God. I, I know, I, I know I need, I need God and I need scripture, but I know I need some other physical breathing adults with me. Like, has that happened to you in your parenting? Yeah, you know, uh, for sure. <laughs> Lots of times actually. But the first <laughs> one that comes to mind is, um, our son, Nathan, was starting ninth grade. And this, he, so this was a year ago at a new high school and he had his first dance coming up. Um, and I was driving to a mother-daughter camp to speak of the camp. So I, I was driving my minivan, and I had my two daughters, and each of them had a friend along. And I thought, you know, I'm going to call Nathan the, the night of the dance, a couple hours before the dance, and just kind of give him some advice. And so I call him, and, you know, we're talking about his day at school, and I'm saying, well, how are you feeling about the dance? And, um, and, and the mom, feeling okay. I think it's going to be good. And I said, well, who do you think you're going to ask to dance? And I don't know. And so I, trying to be very helpful, started giving him suggestions on girls oh. that, you know, he maybe might oh. want to consider asking to dance. And Love so, it. you know, he very politely listened for a few seconds. And then he said, uh, Mom, I don't really want to talk to my 48-year-old mom about the dance. <laughs> and I said, well, Nathan, first of all, I'm 45. Uh, so yeah. he was making me older than I really was. And then secondly, I said, you know, Nathan, I, I totally understand. Um, there are just those times when we as parents, you know, we've been having conversations with our kids, our kids have been listening to us. And all of a sudden, while we are still so important, and I just can't stress that enough, the best research shows parents are the most important influence on a kid's lives. There are those chapters, there are those conversations, there are those decisions where they need to hear not just from us, but from other adults. And so that's a big goal that Dave, my husband and I have for our family is to widen that circle. Yeah. No, that that I mean, that, I I think that's a, that's a great story, and it does tell us, you know, that that our our kids do. I love that you said we are the most valuable asset that they have when it comes to parenting, but they need uh, they need other their other adults. What what does this particularly look like in in your family? Like, what what does it look? Who are some other adults that you've pulled in to the lives of your kids? Yeah. So out of our sticky faith research, we did a a long-term study of uh, 500 youth group graduates during their first three years in college to try to figure out how to help them build long-term or what we call sticky faith. Um, Out of that research, we saw how important it is for young people to have what we call intergenerational relationships. You know, so often in church, the young people are in one room and the adults are in another, and it's like two different church experiences. Um, but actually, yeah. we looked at 13 different youth group participation variables, and the one that was most highly correlated with long-term faith was intergenerational relationships. So my friend and, and colleague at Fuller, um, Chap Clark, he says a lot of brilliant things, but I think one of the most brilliant things he said is we need a new five-to-one ratio. In other words— hmm. You know, a lot of times in churches, we think about, well, we want one adult for every five kids. we got a retreat coming up, small groups. Well, what Chap is saying is let's flip that around and have five adults investing in a kid. 
Um, and wow. I don't mean five Bible study leaders. I don't mean five small group leaders. I mean five yeah. adults who are, and this is how we operationalize it in our family, Carlos. We talk uh-huh. to our kids about who are the adults who are on your team. That's just a, yeah. a real common phrase. Who are the adults who are on your team? Um, who great. would you go to in a time of need? Um, and, and we're very intentional about connecting our kids with adults who they seem to have an affinity with. One of the real iconic ways that we do that is um, when, our, when our two oldest have turned 13, we've really uh-huh. tried to cement this idea that they have five adults they can go to. So, uh, so we've yeah. done the same with, with each of the two older kids. Our 10-year-old hasn't turned 13 yet. Right. But I'll just, I'll just tell what happened with Nathan. Yeah, I love it. So, um, so, you know, when, as Nathan was turning 13, Dave and I went to him and said, you know, you know, we talk about who's on your team and, and we really want to help you understand the amazing, especially men who are on your team. And so who are five adults who you would like to spend some time with this summer before you turn um, 13? And he named the five men that we thought he would. And yeah. so we went, yeah. all, we went to all five of those men and we said, Hey, will you spend some time with Nathan sometime this summer? Um, you know, take him on a hike, take him to Costco. We don't care. We just want you to spend some time with him, share some life advice, some spiritual advice. Um, all five of the men said yes. And you know, to our it. delight, they came up with such creative ideas. There were a lot of hikes. Um, one of them took uh-huh. Nathan golfing, which was awesome because Dave and yeah. I got golf. So Nathan got a little oh, there you golf go. experience. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, uh, Dave, who is the crafty one of the two of us, um, he uh-huh. he wanted to do something special with Nathan too, and so he and Nathan made this beautiful box out of wood, um, and it's Nathan's oh, team that's box. Awesome. Yeah, and so you know we took pictures of Nathan with each of those five men, and those men write, wrote down life advice and spiritual advice for Nathan. All of that went into Nathan's team box, and the reason we made it yeah. a box is so that that we could keep adding pictures yeah. and advice from other amazing men. And so sure enough, yeah. last year. Um, you know, Nathan went out with Perry, the junior high pastor at our uh-huh. church and, you know, Perry took Nathan, uh, frisbee golfing, took him out for a Coke, shared life advice, spiritual advice. And now a picture of Perry and Nathan and Perry's advice is in that box for Nathan. And so, so and, good. and you know, do the exact same thing with Krista also. Um, and, and so we just really wanted to cement for our kids that this is your team. These are your go-to adults. Um, for those moments where you need or want to talk to another yeah. adult in addition to your yeah. dad and me. Oh my gosh, Kara. No, that, that's brilliant. You know, what, what I love about what, what you said is, is um, it, it, that doesn't have to be like four hours with five guys. Like let, let's cram this all into one day on your birthday yeah. and let's make it. I love that you kind of said, Hey, this summer, yeah. you know, and, and what that did was it really gave these men time to real, real time. Um, with your son. And that's, no, that, that's incredible. Um, for those, those parents that are listening. Okay. And so th- say they go to their kids and they're like, Hey, you know, who are your people? Who, who's your team when it comes to some adults that you would love to, and their kids are like, I, I don't know, maybe yeah. I've got one, you know, yeah. What, what, yeah. what are ways that maybe we as parents can help identify maybe some, some adults that are in, um, in your kids' lives? Yeah. Well, you, your question hinted at one of the primary ones, and that is just to ask kids, um, ask yeah. our kids, who are the adults that you'd like to get to know better? Uh, you know, we did this as, even when our kids were younger and our girls named uh, this college age woman from our church who they liked a lot. Um, and you know, it was when we needed babysitting and guess what? She yeah. was, she was a babysitter. So I'm like, yes, yes. killing two birds Score. with one stone. Yeah. Double so, win. So, you know, they got time with Courtney and we got a babysitter. Uh, so that worked out great. 
Um, so I do think asking your kids, um, yeah. who they would like to get to know better is a great way. I think if, if your kid is having a hard time even answering that question, yeah. then I would pay attention to who are the adults who they kind of light up around. Um, it might be a teacher, it might be a coach, it might be a piano teacher. Um, it, yeah. it can also be one of your friends or relatives. Absolutely. This was interesting when we, d- during this longitudinal study, when we asked college students, who they would go to in, in time of crisis. They often mentioned um, a friend of their parents. It's that it's that mm. mom that my stepmom goes walking with every Wednesday. She's the one yeah. who I would go to. It's that man that my dad has coffee with the first Friday of the month. He's the yeah. one that I would go to. So, so don't underestimate the relationships, the friendships that we have as parents. That's great. Because um, our kids are already kind of bumping up against those adults, and those connections can become more meaningful. That's great. No, I, I no, I, I love that. I, I think that um, uh, when I know for us, it it really has been those my wife's friends. For some reason, my kids just gravitate yeah. towards my wife's friends, and they you know they love spending time with them. Um, that's great. I think I think those are great ways to identify those. Okay, so now now we've got these these adults, and your kids are like, man, you know, um, my piano teacher, who I know you probably never had a conversation with, yeah. but I really. You know, or longer than ten seconds, but I really love them. How is we? How can we as parents now kind of step into nurturing those relationships yep. with those adults that are now going to be more present in our kids' lives? That's great, um, great question. And what what I and a lot of parents have done is to then go to those adults and say, Hey, you know what, piano teacher, who I haven't really spent much time with, I just want you to know that you're really making a difference in my kid's life. In fact, when I ask them what adult they want to get to know better, they mentioned you. So can I just let you know about, you know, upcoming soccer games or when my kids play is, I know it would mean a lot to them if you could come or even write them a note, letting them know that you're thinking of them, even if you can't come. Um, and you know, parents all over the country have done this and pretty much every adult that I know of that has been talked to by a parent has said yes at that point. Yeah. I mean, if you hear that you're already making a difference in a kid's life, um, then, then <laughs> of course you're going to want to do a little bit more as your schedule right. allows. And even if it's just texting the kid periodically, um, yeah. you know, that that's meaningful uh, saying that you're praying for them, saying that you're thinking of them. So, so I think we, as parents, once we have a sense of the natural affinity our kid has with certain adults, we do uh-huh. play a bit of a role of matchmaker um, in letting them know about our kids' events and, and when they might want to show up and sit in the stands and cheer on our kids. Yeah, no, it's it's great. I I, I can um I can only imagine seeing your kid, their eyes light up when they see that you know that person walk totally. through. That's not just that's just not not their parent. It's um super valuable. Uh, so the kid, our kids are growing up, right? Our kids are, you know, say they've got these intentional now relationships for. You know, you've got a 16-year-old now. So now for three years, he's had these relationships. In two years, you know, push comes to shove. At some point, um, (laughs) he's going to – at some point, it may be in four years. Who knows? Totally, totally. We don't know know, the exact time in there, Carlos. Yeah, but but at at some moment, the kite is going to be let go from your hand and it's going to fly off in the wind. Mm -hmm. Um, Talk to us a little bit about about what the long-term benefit is for, you know, for our kids um, having these – 
these parents that have widened the circle yeah. as they're, are these relationships that you can see continuing on? Yeah. Are, and, and if they say, if they don't continue on, what was still the benefit of having those once our kids reach adulthood? Yeah, well, I, I hope and pray they continue on. That is certainly our goal. And, you know, it, I imagine we'll do something as, again, just talking about Nathan, because he's our oldest. Yeah. Um, as Nathan gets ready to move out of our house, potentially going to college in, in two and a half years, Um, I can just see that clock counting down. Actually, it's really (laughs) something as a parent, when your kid hits high school, you can just feel it coming, um, in a very motivating way. So, uh, uh, so, you know, I imagine we'll do something where we'll gather some of those adults with Nathan and, and have a time of prayer. Um, and then, yeah, we certainly hope those adults stay in touch with Nathan Mm. through college and beyond. Um, you know, one of the things that, that we've seen also in our sticky faith research is that, Young people need a safety net uh, when they fall. And note that I didn't Mm. say if they fall. I said when they fall. Um, And, you know, as young people move out of our homes, they're going to make choices. And some of those choices are going to be great. And some of those choices are going to be not so great. And so, you know, as much as I would love for Nathan to be able to come to me and Dave, um, when he makes some of those not so great choices, I think Mm. maybe at times it's going to be easier for him to talk to to talk to some of these other men. And and part of what I actually yeah. love about um, the men that are in Nathan's life is a lot of them are, you know, kind of our age um, sure. and a little bit younger. But one of the five men on Nathan's team is 73 years old. Oh, that's um, so cool. And he's, I mean, he's almost like another grandfather for Nathan in Nathan's life. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if when Nathan goes to college, it's that relationship that's going to feel the most yep. comfortable to, to, for Nathan to go to with his highs yeah. and his lows. So, so yes, we certainly hope they keep in touch. But as to your point, even if they don't, even uh-huh. if they don't, the deposits that those adults are making into our kids' bank accounts now, they pay off. That's what our research shows. That's what a lot yeah. of other research shows, that, that kids need what's called social capital. They need adults investing in them. Um, and, and, you know, by creating a a five person team, by widening the Mm -hmm. circle, that's a a huge gift we're giving to our kids. Well, I love, I just, whenever you say it, every, every time you say a five person team, that just sounds as a parent, when I hear that, gosh, the weight automatically just rises off my shoulders. It it just, when you say that, it just, the, the, the pressure feels less when you say that. And so, Yeah amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and and we like to talk with our kids about, about those team members in in a variety of different contexts. You know, when our kids were younger, we used to play a game. How many adults are on your team? Um, And, Mm. you know, and they would just rattle off adults that they felt like were on their team. As our kids are older and are are adolescents, um, you know, I like to talk to my kids about, okay, if you were really struggling um, with a, a, a dating problem and you couldn't yeah. talk to your dad and me, who would you talk to about it? If you were really struggling with stress and grades, um, and that kind of pressure, who would you talk to about it? If you were having mm-hmm. questions about faith and maybe doubts, and for some reason you couldn't talk to me and your dad, who would you talk to about it? Like, I, I want to help them think now about who they could go to, even about different topics, um, so that you know they, they kind of imagine who they might go to, which yeah. I think makes it more likely that they will go to that adult if and when those tough things happen. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so good. Such good stuff. Uh, as the, as parents are listening to the podcast and they're like, okay, okay, I've got it. I need, I need five people on my team. I've got, you know, I'm going to go ask my kids. We love at the end of these interviews to give them just something practical. One thing, uh, one thing that a parent can do this week. Okay. We've just listened to this. Um, 
maybe they're not going to have the time, you know, um, to to go fully into the five person team. Yeah. You know, option this week, but what is one thing, Kara, as we kind of wrap up this idea that you would ask parents to do this week as a result of, of what we've just talked about? Yep. Have a conversation with your kid and ask them, you know, it doesn't even have to be five. You know, there's some yeah. research support for five, but five is not a magic number. It can be three, right. it can be two, it can be seven, but have a conversation with a kid and maybe with one, with one of your kids or all your kids um, yeah. and, and say, you know, who is one adult that, that you think is cool, that you look up to, that you'd like to get to know a little bit better. Have that conversation and then look ahead on your family calendar, look at the next month and say, when can I somehow connect that adult with my kid? Is it, is it coming and cheering them on at basketball? Is it having yeah. them over for lunch after church on Sunday? Is it, is it watching some kind of um, movie together? You know, what might it be um, that, that you can do. So take a baby step, ask your kid for one adult name and then look for one love connection it. in the next month. Love it. Love it. And, and just, just to be super crystal clear, this doesn't have to be just when they're 13, right? Yes, but as yes, parents yes, are listening, yes. like it, it, they're not waiting until they're 13. No, no. And I'm so Got glad it. you asked that, Carlos. Yeah. I mean, our, yeah. our research, we started this. I mean, Jessica, our youngest, she was probably five when we awesome. really got serious about this and started talking with her about this. And, and so, you know, 13 for us as they were turning adolescence was kind of a, a critical turning point that we wanted to. That highlight. was, that was almost like a, like a monument that you exactly. raised up as a, Opposed to, as opposed to this is something that continues through throughout your your childhood. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so so hopefully it's part of your you know kind of week to week life. But but it is nice to have those moments. You know, when your kid starts junior high, when your kid turns thirteen, driver's license, yeah. going to college, kindergarten, whatever it might be, where you really kind of cement for them um, in a real tangible way. These are the adults who are cheering you on. Awesome. Kara, this has been absolutely incredible. Uh, thanks for waking up so bright and early. I want to let everyone know that at the time of, of this recording, um, I'm we're, we're, we're on Skype and Kara, I've actually watched the sun rise yes. behind you in yep. the window. It was completely dark. It was 6.30 a.m. and now the sun's up in California. Yep, yeah. Well, I'm an early <laughs> riser and so I, 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 I do better at 6.30 a.m. than at 9 p.m., believe it or yes. not. So I'm glad we I had know, an early I morning it. chat, Carlos. So. I believe it. I believe it. Well, Kara, thanks for hanging out with us on Parent Q Lab and we will talk to you soon. My pleasure. So there you guys have it. What I loved about what Kara said at the end, Kristen, was how specific we can get this week, this week, as far as maybe finding even just one of those five adults, you know, to hop in and widen our kids' circle. Uh, so don't don't forget guys, just like Kara said, um, if you've got an older kid, go up to them and just ask them, hey, who's an adult in your life that you think is cool? And, you know, they'll they'll tell you and then you just kind of reach out to them. If they're younger, you know, you can see who they gravitate to uh, here or there. So that's kind of your homework assignment. We would also love, though, to give you guys some resources to help you guys widen the circle. Kristen, why don't you tell us about some of these resources? Absolutely. I think this is such a powerful idea and one that we love to talk about. And so what we've done recently is actually create a product that's a gift for graduates. Okay. So if you're parenting a graduate, this is for you right now. If you're parenting a kid who will eventually graduate or move out of your home, right. it's something you might want to think about even now. Wow. We're calling it the With You Box. Oh, I like that. Um, because it's a box of all the adults who've been with you mm. 
from really whenever you were born, your preschool years, your elementary years, middle school years, high school years, just the adults who've come around you Mm. and surrounded you and been a part of your life who are going forward with you into your future. And so inside the box, there are cards with prompts. So if you're a parent, you take the card with the prompt and you give it to an adult who has influenced your child. And they say things like, um, here's one thing I hope will be true for your future. Or here's one thing that I know is true about you. Or I remember this one time when. Mm. So they're just, it's a way to set up these adults who've been a part of your kid's life um, to share something with your kid that'll be meaningful so that they can take this with them and in the next phase of their life and know that they are not alone. They're surrounded by adults who care about them, who love them, who are with them now. And so you can purchase a with you box at shopthephase.com. Okay. But for everyone who's listening to this podcast, for every single one of you, we want to be able to give you something um, that's helpful in this way. So, We're going to give you a free PDF of these prompts, these um, cards with prompts that you can give to the other adults so that they can fill out some meaningful things for you to share with your kid. And in order to download that PDF, you go to theparentq.org forward slash episode 31. And that is it. There it is. Theparentq.org forward slash episode 31. You'll be able to download your free PDF, and when you download your PDF, you'll be entered to win a With You box. Uh, so we're actually giving away We're a giving with you one box. away. Love it. So go there, download your PDF. You can give these to any adult who's mm. been an influence in your kid's life, and it's just a way to remind your kid you know, that they have people out there cheering for them who are with them. I love it. I love, And I love that you've titled it with you, the With You box. It's, yeah. just, it's just cool. What a, what, a, what a great resource and a great way. So guys, don't forget... Go do exactly what Kristen just told you to do and uh, get your free PDF, get entered to get the With You box. Uh, thanks again for sharing this time with us. Again, we, we love that you guys are taking time away um, from whatever you're doing just to figure out, like we're trying to do ourselves, how to do family better. With ParentQ Live, this is Carlos, and I'll say goodbye until next time.